Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you are stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all the trips to the grocery store. Count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. And all recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. And this week, one of the better things that they are offering is a balsamic fig chicken. Uh, Seems like it would taste really good. Go to the link in our show notes to get... $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh and the number one meal kit. And everybody knows, uh, and we don't always talk about this, like I give, I call them uh, filler questions or sample questions that I give to um, my guests. And we go over certain things in certain ways I'll I'll put them in. In certain ways I'll omit quite a few questions. But one thing, you offer some services that are on your website. Could you tell us the name of these services and explain to us each one of these services. Yeah, uh, to the best of my ability. Because, Would you like uh, me to give you the names of the ones that oh, I, that okay. I looked at? Yes, my memory, my memory's got a little slow. All right, and everybody, I cheat here. I keep an iPad beside me. <laughs> so I, I have all my notes. All right, um, removing limited beliefs, angel oracle card reading. I'm really interested in yes. that one. And energy yeah, okay. healing is self-explanatory because you explained energy healing in your story. So we know energy yeah. healing. We know what you're going to do with that. Okay. But, but you, could you tell me first about the angel oracle card reading? I need to know about okay. that. Okay. Of course. So as I said, I work with angels. I work very closely with angels. In fact, um, ever since I started working with them, that is another thing that changed my life. It is known It is a known fact for those that actually start to work with angels, how uh, much of an impact and a change they make on your life. So just like someone who put their faith in Jesus or their faith in um, Allah, Muhammad, Buddha, whoever it is that they believe, they believe that this deity or this ascended master or God is in some form controlling. And if they ask for it, they will receive it. So when I work with angels, it's almost the same way. Although everyone has an angel, everyone has one to three guardian angels, and then up the tiers, there's like seven tiers. The archangels I also work with, but they're the ones that oversee the guardian angels. Anyways, when I read the book, 10 Messages Your Angels Want You to Know by Doreen Virtue, she also has a set of oracle cards. You might know, trying to find them right now, um, that she gave, uh, that she put out. And ever since I started reading the messages that come through these oracle cards, they are a little bit different than tarot. Although you, if you know tarot, um, somewhat like that, you, you shuffle the cards and you ask for a reading to come through. And what I do is I take your picture, I put it up on a table in my mind, and I psychically ask for um, your guardian angels and spirit guides to come forward. And there's a female, there's actually a female coming forward shorter black hair anyways she'll come forward and when i deck out the cards she will give you a message through those cards it is always accurate based on me being able to understand my impressions coming through psychic or intuitive gifts so what i see feel hear, sense energies um and that message will guide you rather than tell you your past or the things that are going on they they give you a loving guided reading 
um, telling you what's going to happen and um, how you can best walk into that and, hey, maybe ask this angel for help. So the only way that you can get help from the angels because you have a free will contract, imagine yourself in them in chains behind you waiting there like watching you struggle. No, just, just ask for help. <laughs> you have mm -hmm. to, whether you want to speak it, write it, think it, scream it dream it, it doesn't matter as long as you acknowledge that they are there. And I wonder if there's many people that will be listening to this saying, ah, okay, hey, I'm just going to test this out. Hey, if you're there, do this for me. Oh, you just opened the floodgates because they're going to show you that they do exist and that they are there because they want to impact your life in a positive way. They want to bring you happiness, money, food, support, safety, and a love, uh, whether it's a spouse or a relationship that you want everything there's an angel for everything it is amazing so those oracle cards are basically messages that you aren't listening to through your own intuition and they're going yo fine we got to use this lady she'll give you the dang message and maybe now you're listening <laughs> <laughs> and it's always in a loving way it's not like okay anything negative depressing because they, they only want you to be positive you know they don't want to leave you feeling empty they want you excited about the next six months you know <laughs> so that's understandable. Now we're removing limited behavior. You've briefly touched on it in almost every facet of what you've been talking about. Yes. But the limiting behavior enough. No, you said that earlier and I picked that up. So is that I'm part of the, late. right. Is that part so, of the narrative? Oh yes. Uh, 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 wait, is it a part of the angel Oracle card narrative or is it? it is the removing, no, the removing limited yes. uh, beliefs. Yes. Okay. So removing limiting beliefs, they are based on your subconscious mind. If you tell yourself something over and over and over, you think it over and over and over, it becomes a belief. So let's go back to, um, uh, I'm worthless. I'm worthless. I'm worthless. I'm worthless. I'm worthless. I'm worthless. Think about that. It starts to bring you down, right? Yeah. A little depressing. Yeah, a little depressing. That's why I don't like to say it very many times. Cancel clear. Anyway, so cancel clear. We'll take that thought and change it. But uh, so I am worthless. Become something that you hear enough, that you think enough, especially as a child, the molding points, the most impressionable times, or in a bad relationship, you're a failure. No one's going to love you. You start to take on those beliefs and they become a form of you. They become who you are. So those limiting beliefs, if you believe that you are not worthy of love, how in the world do you think that you're going to receive that love in another form or even give it to yourself? If you do not believe that you are successful or can be successful, how do you expect to find success? Those limiting beliefs bring into your conscious reality what you believe. So they come in every form. There's love. There's worthlessness. There's a lack of respect. There's um, failure of some type. Your conscious reality will always tell you what you really truly believe in your subconscious mind. So these limiting beliefs, they are bought and sold ideas or beliefs that you have picked up either from childhood or church or a, a religious sector, a spiritual sector, um, schools, um, society books, basically TV society yes because that's where the programming is done I mean if you think about it the programming through your TV your books your TV shows and just just watching this is me coming with my beliefs here 
Just watching the pandemic with coronavirus, one of the things that they said many, many times that I got irritated about myself for picking up was, this is the new normal. They said that so many times that it became something that I began to believe this is the new normal and just accepted it. I'm like, what in the world? See how it's happening? They say it enough times across enough outlets that you pick up. It becomes a receptive belief. So you believe it's a new normal. It's fine. Move on. And from receptive belief, it becomes reality. Correct. Well, I'm... uh, it is the reality you're accepting. Okay. So your conscious reality is what you believe to be your reality. That's why there is no such thing as normal. So your limiting beliefs, when we begin to pull those layers back to hold you back from your happiness and your success and your love and the things that you want, you may think, oh my gosh, I can't wait to be successful. But all I'm bringing into my life is constant failure and rejection from schools and my dad saying this, my mom yelling at me over this failure. That's because you don't believe that you can be successful. Consciously, it's different from your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is a hard drive to your computer. What your hard drive has your computer's gonna play out. So your subconscious mind has to be programmed with the belief of I am successful. And then we get to the bottom as to why you even have that belief. And that's where the limiting beliefs come in. And that's about one and a half to two hours per session because it gets exhausting. There's a lot of muscle testing, a lot of work, a lot of of communication with me through theta healing and creator and so on and so forth. So um, (laughs) that one has to be for somebody who is ready to make a change. It doesn't just go, oh yeah, let me try this out because it will get very deep. There is no privacy. I am an energy healer. I'm a psychic. There are things that I will see, feel, and hear that you're probably, I didn't really ask you to do that. Honey, you signed up for this reading. You signed up for this healing. You need to understand the impact. It will change your life. You will be happier. You will see changes. You will become more aware. Are you ready for that? Don't step into that space or that spotlight if you're not ready to uncover that darkness. But once we pull the darkness, those onion layers start to fall away and you're like, oh my God, I didn't know I could be this happy. Oh my God, let me just tell you from working with my own self, I didn't realize that I could have the life I do, the manifesting that I can do, the angels that I work with, the beliefs I've changed, the life that I have is all because I believed I could and I found out how. (laughs) (laughs) And you apply so, it now. Yeah. So, oh my God. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Um, you have a lot going. You, you have the book that you, uh, you've already published. You've got a second book that you announced on here. Yes. Um, so that's part of your future. What are your next endeavors? Cause here's the thing um, out of this, people are, are going to know who Tesla faith is now. Um, they knew you before on other ventures that you've been on, but you're on West Virginia and commonplace. So they're definitely going to, you're going to, hear from some people, excuse me. So what are your next endeavors outside of this? Because most people, you have the YouTube channel. So I know that you continuously do things with that. But what's the next thing pushing forward for you um, beyond your book? Um, So right now, my goal is to manifest coaching with people. I believe that the um, program that I have, the journey to I am, I named it journey to I am. I mean, the whole point of it is to take you back to the core of who you originally were before the earth got a hold of you and um, teach these people the basics, the simple basics of meditation. Um, 
energy. What is energy? Not just energy healing, but what is energy? Um, the chakras, how to use the subconscious mind, who are the angels, what the manifest, um, your auras and everything. And then we take another course or another module that goes into depth and I will teach you how to meditate. I'll teach you why it's important. I'll teach you the right way. I'll tell you that what you find on the internet, trust me, I spent years trying to figure out what was this and what was that. I put it all in one box where you no longer feel crazy or you're lost or um, missing a piece of information. It is all right there. And then we move on down the line, teach you in depth um the subconscious mind how the affirmations work brain waves i mean that's a big one binaural beats and isochronic tones the angels the different levels and how today's episode is brought to you by hellofresh do you feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut with hellofresh you get fresh pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door skip all the trips to the grocery store count on hellofresh to make home cooking easy fun and affordable you can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. And all recipes are designed and t- tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. And this week, one of the better things that they are offering is a balsamic fig chicken. Uh, seems like it would taste really good. Go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh and the number one meal kit. What archangel I work with and which one you can use, uh, oh man, is in depth. Uh, and then I teach Theta Healing because my goal as a healer is to not wrap up or rack up a whole bunch of people. What I want is to teach you <laughs> how to heal how to meditate, how to live the beautiful life that you deserve, how to um, pull the limiting beliefs, how um, to manifest, how to connect to your spirit guides, your angels. Uh, And then I want you to go teach someone else. I don't want you to come back to me over and over, not because I don't love you or I don't support you. It's because the goal is, this is your human right. This is your God-given right. This is your soul's right to learn how to heal and to become the healer yourself. You are your best healer. You know your thoughts. You know your feelings. You know how you really think (laughs) and speak. You got to be honest with yourself. That's another thing. In order to take this course, you have to be ready, willing, and open up the deep, dark parts of you that you probably don't even want to be honest about yourself. And I can say is, I am a judgmental person. (laughs) Therefore, it's because I judge myself. Why? because I've always been told I would not be good enough, that I wouldn't amount to anything, that I wasn't worthy of that. I wouldn't have this. Because you left that, you don't get that. You're going to hell. So many things that always made me feel less than or a lack of. Hence why I had to teach myself. One of the things I had to be honest with was, I'm a judgmental person because I judge myself. It all starts with you. Your outward projections of saying, I don't like you, I don't like that, or you're disgusting, or you know, you're mean, it's probably because you're saying those things about yourself. So come ready to be honest and open about who you are. Otherwise, this ain't working. We can't have <laughs> we can't have surface. This is deep. Just like this entire talk has been deep. It is uh, my personality to go deep. I I cannot surface talk. 
I can't do, <laughs> hey, did you see the bird today? No, I got to get deep. I got to talk. I got to get it out. I got to communicate. So that's how I am with my healing sessions and in the coaching programs. There's continuous conversation and connection to me should they choose to do the coaching program because I don't want to give you this whole program and then goodbye. No, I have to see you through it. I have to make sure you understand what you're dealing with, who you are, and then I want to watch you transform. And there's also um, a one-on-one -on -one healing session that I do so you kind of understand what you're doing. Therefore, when you're journaling, you're like, oh, she told me how to do this and how to do that. Now I can do it myself. And honestly, like I said, my goal is to teach you so you can teach someone else. And I, can't I like impact that. The world. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't impact the world by myself. I got to teach you. <laughs> I need you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's understandable. And, and I appreciate that about you. So um, at a point in the show, um, I do this um, portion. Um, growing up, I watched this TV show. It was called 2020. It's a news magazine. It had Diane Sawyer on there and it had John Stossel. John Stossel was a comedian. We don't have to worry about the comedic portions because we've had highs and lows in this episode already. And then there was yeah. Barbara, there was Barbara Walters. Barbara Walters, she asked the challenging questions. Diane Sawyer would do an interview with someone that was breathtaking and stuff. But Barbara Walters at 10.40 p.m. on a Friday night, and this is me. Um, there's not much difference between us. I was born in 1985, so five years different. So, like, when I was five drinking on my Mountain Dew or whatever I was doing at that time, um, <laughs> At 1040, before my mom knew that I had 2021, Barbara Walters would ask these guests something. And sometimes it would be something that would put me to sleep or it would be something that I would stay up and challenge in my mind. So your questions will go in order of this. They'll go from Diane Sawyer level to Barbara Walters level. Okay. All right. The first question, what was your first failure in this venture that you've been on? And when I say venture, I'm not talking about the adventure because your adventure is the highs and lows, but everyone has a great story, but everybody has a, a, a point where that climax or that rising action falls. When was the first time during all this that you had to pick yourself up? Oh my gosh. <sighs> Take a moment and think about it, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll tell you. Um, one thing that I noticed in life, like with my journey with this podcast, for instance, I had to challenge myself to really think outside the box. I had to decide if I was going to be a podcaster or, or a talk show host. In the end, I decided that I would be a talk show host because I can get more... I can get more out of that. I can ask the engaging questions and I can get the better engagements back from my, my guests and the audience if I took on that role of a talk show host, not a talk show host in the sense of Jerry Springer or anything like that, but like, like a Larry King type deal. Someone that asks yeah. you things that really, you know, wrap around your mind and um, the uncomfortable questions, because everybody always wants to tell a successful story and everybody wants to put a small bit in there, but nobody wants to put their pitfall pitfall in there. Everyone has a pitfall. Everyone has a down moment. Um, I had mine in 2019 with the loss of a significant other. So I know, you know, that, you know, that when I fell that time, it wasn't necessarily my pitfall, but it was something that slowed me down, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, I so, got you. 
So, so what happened to you? What was your first? Um, my first, I, I, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna speak on the one that came to mind when you asked the question because I, I'm divinely guided, and I feel like that one came to me for a reason. Um, I had two marriages. So my second husband, I was married um, in 2017. Before mm-hmm. he left for deployment, he he was someone I felt I deserved. <laughs> so these limiting beliefs were attracting to me the person I believed I deserved. And it wasn't till he got back from deployment, and I found some things um, that just destroyed the marriage that I ended up having to leave. The failure or the upset turned into a triumph for me because I married someone that I intuitively knew I shouldn't have. This was around the time that I had my spiritual awakening, 2017. And I knew they were telling me, do not do this. If you do, this is going to be rough. And I thought, oh no, no, I love this man. I'm going to get married. Even though there's red flags everywhere. (laughs) Like six flags, (laughs) just like six flags. (laughs) Give me another one. Let's just run. So I think the biggest part of that failure or the, the awakening moment where I was like, oh, this person came into my life for this reason was I didn't listen to my intuition. I ignored the signs. I found out things that broke me, um, just took me a long time to get over. But this, this situation taught me to trust my intuition, taught me to... not trust everyone so quickly, so strongly, taught me that I could heal myself and my body. This is where I started digging into theta healing. I went into a theta course around that time that I was getting a divorce from him um, because I was very lost, very broken again. Um, And I learned how to heal my physical body. There were things that happened um, that were so many lies my physical body took abuse. And I believe that without this person, without this marriage, this divorce, and these lessons I had to go through, I would not be here today empathizing with the people that I do. So I think um, the hardest point was having to not listen to my intuition, walk off the path I knew I should have been on, which was don't get anywhere near him, go through what I did and overcome it. Um, All of that pain, the what do they call it? A cognitive disorder or something where I believed one thing so strongly. And when it wasn't true, my brain just wasn't understanding how it wasn't true. You know, you made it into your own human nature, basically. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and, um, there was a lot of healing mentally, emotionally, um, from the abuse and then the physical side of it. Um, I had to teach my body how to heal because belief systems are attached to physical ailments. So once I understood that I pull this limiting belief, my physical body will heal. The physical body is normally the first indication that people go, Oh, I'm sick, not the emotional and mental or the spiritual side of it. So I learned so much from it. And I, I don't know if I really want to say failure, but I definitely learned to listen to my intuition. Well the, <laughs> well, the thing with a failure is like this. A failure usually has a lesson to it. 
that's why we that's why that's why we don't take it in a negative way never ever take it that way because i learned a long time ago that if you don't have failures you don't have successes and those successes were breeded from failure so that's something that's really tight that that you always have to hold on to now um in this story that you just told here you gave an example of something that a lot of people can't do people go around in life right and people love and love and love right and obviously this was your second trial of love the you, same you, mistake, yes. Well, well, here's the thing. You were loving, right, with ING, yes. right? But yes. you weren't loved, L-O-V-E-D. And you yes. learned that, and you've grown from that now. So my next question goes into this. The different tenses of love, right? Love, loving, loved, right? All yes. have set meanings. What do those three meaning? What do those three phases of love mean to you? Love, loving, loved. Okay, so loved, I guess I'll start there, is something I've always searched for. I had to learn to teach myself that I had to love myself. And I'm loving myself when I say no and I set boundaries. Now, love is something I've always given 100% unconditionally, even at the wrong times. Okay, remember the six flags. I give it. That's because I've always wanted it. When I broke up or rather ended this marriage, I went through a long course of learning to love, love myself, learn to love myself and loving, learning to just put those boundaries up and those, uh, not walls. I didn't create walls, boundaries. Walls separate you from all that you deserve based on the fact that you would rather take the negative and hold on to it instead of learning the positive and let go. So setting those boundaries, you're loving yourself. And I learned to love myself. And because of that, I guess I've learned that I am loved. <laughs> right. So you see, it makes sense there. And, and, and the thing that ties along with this is uh, there was a very famous singer, uh, Stevie Wonder. I forgot what the song was, but it was something about uh, building sandcastles of love. And the reason he did that was because that those were uh, temporary boundaries that could be broken down with certain conditions. And that's what you did there. So that's really amazing. Now, here comes a hard-hitting question. This is your Barbara Walters question, because that right there was just the middle. That was just to get you a little okay. comfortable, because you see yourself, you've opened up in a different manner now, correct? It, it's, it's some sense of some things that flared up that you haven't thought about, you didn't think about yesterday at least. So yeah. you went through that, you came back, but you plateaued somewhere. This plateauing thing is you get to a certain complacency, you get happy, Right. When did you plateau after this? Because we always want to go keep going up, but sometimes we just plateau and we just get into not a normalcy. That's not what I'm saying, but we get very complacent with how we are. And then something else just erupts. And then we get back on that high horse again and keep going up. So when did you okay. plateau? So after my divorce to him, this was March, 2019, I ended up dedicating myself pretty heavily to Instagram journey to Yahweh and manifesting ended up manifesting this home that I'm living in the land and everything that I have and didn't realize how big or how strong of a manifester I was. So trust me, I was like, Oh my God, this happened. Let's keep going. So then I kept meditating and sit outside of the bushes. I've got a beautiful yard and I would meditate 
body to ground. So I would make sure that I was physically touching the earth in order to um, allow that energetic healing, releasing of the toxins, you know, the toxic energies, because it's a great grounder. And then allowing myself to just be in nature. It's a healer. I began to um, manifest and see this life that I wanted. Okay. The life that I wanted and still want and believe that is happening, even now, because we're living it out, uh, is speaking. I want to be, and I know I will be, a motivational speaker. I see myself speaking to large masses, the same story that I'm giving to you right now. I want to shift an entire room. I thrive on that high of just knowing that people are impacted, and it's impact by love. So my high. I was writing notes, man. I don't even know where that notebook is right now. I wish I could read them. Maybe I'll send you pictures after this, but the notes that I had, just reading the notes would just give you this, like, I want to see this happen because I wrote out how I saw the room, how I, I saw the people and what I would say. I ended up being so passionate that I was contacting, um, homeless shelters, churches, big name speakers um, down here where I live, um, the VA hospital, because that's, I'm a veteran. So I felt like that was a great place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I asked a friend to help me get onto a radio station. Everything fell through. Either I wasn't a Christian, so I wasn't allowed to go to the churches. I wasn't allowed to go to the homeless shelters because um, I wasn't teaching Bible or biblical support of Jesus and how he pulls them from depths with them. I'm not dogging. It's just there's more to it than just that. And um, I wasn't allowed to go to the VA shelter or the VA hospital because I wasn't a, a veteran working there. And then the lady that was big name just told me, no, sorry, hope you have great ventures somewhere else. And then the radio station was falling off the planet. So, so I lost all of that energy, that defeat and just kind of went downhill and quit. I quit. And it wasn't like in a day. It's just, I felt defeated over time and I just like put it aside. Um, and it wasn't until January of this year, 2021, that I finally picked it all back up because I started creating my program and coaching and teaching and this fire. So each time that fire comes back, like you said, I have realized that all of that information I was cramming into my head and my soul had time to settle and subconsciously get worked out and, and figured out that when I came back, I came back stronger came back with more information, came back with new visions and a strength that I didn't have two years ago. Each step, it's like you you get up here, you wait, and then whoop, you take another step and you wait. And it's just amazing watching. So that plateau came from defeat, but I had so much to learn, so much to go through the next two years, year and a half. Because that was August 2019 till January 2021. So yeah, year and a half. Um, that I just kind of went hibernating, experiencing life, made changes, healed myself, did a lot of healing. Talk about working on yourself as a healer. That is a challenge. Cause I really got to get real. How do I really feel? Do I really want to admit this? <laughs> <laughs> and then to be where I'm at today. So I'm manifesting these speaking, um, offers and, um, situations, manifesting, working with people, getting my story out in a loving way, in a supportive way, and just being real 
Like, I'm not any better than you. I just got a different pathway that I'm taking to my destination. You decided to go over here and I decided to take every rock wall and drop off cliff. I mean, I'm from West West Virginia. I'm already on top of the rocks. (laughs) And listen, I want to... And listen, I want to thank you real fast because uh, the 2020 questions that I do, they're hard because they make you, they challenge you a little bit because I've seen you, you've moved from different places and your mannerisms changed a little bit. And only I can see the video, but I can tell, and I see that you, you lift weight off your chest all the time, but you lifted a lot of weight off you for some reason. I don't know why you had it on you, but you had it and you lifted that. So I I want to thank you. Well, you're welcome. Um, I, I want to be as raw and open and real with people that I'm not a spiritual um, evangelist or something. I, I'm real and I've had a pro- I've had these things. I've married and divorced twice. I, I just got custody of my children um, two weeks ago and not from anything that I've ever done, but because I felt that it was time for me to fight for them to come back to live with me. And they were never taken. It was I gave them up because I knew they had a better life elsewhere. When I got myself figured out in my life, my my house and my job, then I felt like I can take them. And that was something I manifested. So I'm real. I understand the heartaches, the pains, the abuse, the mental things that you have to go through. I mean, at one point I, I broke down and went to the, the VA hospital for like four days because I just, I wanted to die. I was just done was tired, was exhausted. I hated all of the pain and shit that was going around me. And when you talk about those things that you've overcome, you don't realize how much you've overcome. And that's why a little bit of sadness I feel comes in. I'm like, wow, that's where I was at one point. And I think that's what you were picking up about my ex-husband. It's just, I was, that was a hard time, man. It was a hard time. But I, I understand when people talk to me, I'm like, I can empathize. Because I, I did go through it and you truly can trust me that when I say I healed myself, that you can work with me and I can show you how to heal yourself. Okay. So Tesla Faith, I want to thank you so much for being on West Virginia and Complex. This has been amazing. Um, in the near future, when the next book comes out or whenever you just have some free time, I would like to have you back on the show again for the simple fact that you're a gift. You're an entity. Um, the testament that I like to give to people, and this is not religious or anything, it's just something that I say uh, about people is a, a talent, a gift, whatever you want to call yourself, that trait. And the reason I call it a trait is because it was something that was conjured up and created inside you before you got here. Because of the struggles, because of the adversity in losing your name, the turmoil from a a childhood that wasn't your childhood, a life that wasn't yours until you were in your twenties. That's a hard deal to go through to come out of that hole as the person that you want to be the person that you had to be the person that you were going to become. That's amazing to do that because there's people that live from one to 78 or one to 87 and don't figure out who they are until the last three seconds before they die. Yeah. And that's a harsh truth. That's a reality that people fail to realize. Some people can can take this work, conformity, and they can live it. You can't live that. And that's what makes you special. That you won't conform. You will not confine yourself to any shackles, chains, or anything that anyone tried to do to you or society tried to do to you. With that being said, being strong, being a woman, none of that, the, the, the point of being strong is what matters 
the uh, sexual identity doesn't matter there uh, or gender identity. It's that you didn't settle on your laurels. You didn't yeah. accept an answer that was not your answer. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And that's why I always felt like I wasn't worthy of love because I wasn't conforming. You're allowed to be loved for just who you are. And that's all that matters. Once you finally find that strength and that confidence in your identity and who you are and who you're supposed to be, there is no reason for you to ever feel less than anything. I don't care what you claim. You are simply loved unconditionally for who you are. And you were created that way before you came here. So why all of a sudden do you feel like you're suddenly not worthy? Well, you picked all of those things before you came. So, you know, you, you, you what? Mm, I'm sorry. I just, uh, once I had to go through all of that, I realized like I, I am completely loved without having to work for it or conform to your ideas of love or right. be, you know what I mean? It even goes to the, the physical standards here on earth now. And one thing that's also great here is that one word that I like that didn't come up in this conversation at all. It's a powerful world that people misconstrue and you have not said this at all. And this is why you're really strong because throughout everything you've done, you never looked for respect. Because people that look for respect are looking for an attention that they'll never receive. Yes. Until they give it to themselves because they believe they deserve it. Right. So once you became self-respecting, the respect has come around you. You didn't have oh, to yeah. work for it. You didn't have to, because respect is something that you don't gain or earn. It's just there. The only thing you can do is lose it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 Exactly. So I want to, I, I want so I want to thank Sorry. you for that. I know you're fine. I want to thank you for that because, like I said, it's so many different things on the mental level, physiological level that people don't understand when it comes to your trait or traits. And I always, as an adult, I had to learn also that you have to be open because, of, like we said, that institution of thought that we grew up with confines people. It makes people feel that, there's only A, B, and C, and D. You can't go, you can't leave D and go straight to J and then go to Z and then come back to A and then go from A to Z, skipping everything else, which you can and which you have done. So I'm telling you, that is your testimony. You are beyond an adjective. You don't have to have a word described to you because the description that you have is inside you. You know it, you live it, you breathe it, you eat it, you stay up with it late at night sometimes. Yep. <laughs> so, so from everyone, from me to the audience and from just getting to know you tonight, I want to tell you, thank you because you're showing people that they can love themselves and they can go on throughout the world without conformity. And that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate you seeing that. That really proves to me that that's who I am. You know, you're a complete stranger and you pick up that. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So once again, Tesla, can you do a shameless plug and tell everybody where they can reach you at before we get off the air? Yes. There are a few different places. First off, Instagram, you will be able to communicate with me at any time of the day. There is no way that I block anybody. Um, Instagram journey dot two T O dot Yahweh. And then my website, www.journeytoyahweh, no dots or dashes.com. You'll find everything. You'll find the links to all the social media from there. And then my YouTube, Think, Align, Manifest. 
think it, align yourself and manifest it into your life. I thought it fit. <laughs> so. <laughs> so once again, I want to thank you for being a guest on West Virginia Commonplace. And like always, we're about to sign off. But before we do, there's one special thing. Everyone, everyone has this in their life. We do everything alone most of the time. Self-healing, blah, 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 blah. But there was someone, there was something, something that was around the corner that helped you get to where you are. Just something. It could have been a book. It could have been a wall that you leaned on. Who are you going to give your shout out to? Because I've had people that give a shout out to themselves. Sometimes they give it to a family member or they just give it to their life. Because sometimes that story that you don't write and don't tell people see, and that's the thing that brought you to where you are today. So yeah. who's your shout out? Uh, <laughs> um, well, one, one is not human. I would have to say my guardian angel, Isaac, because he's literally been there since day one. I just recently decided to start listening to him and my children, because I feel my children Wyatt and Elizabeth grounded me enough that I did not want to leave this world. I did not want to commit suicide. I wanted to live my life and to teach them the life that they are deserving of having and that I didn't realize until an adult. So really my kids and my guardian angel. <laughs> okay. And once again, Tesla, I want to thank you for being on West Virginia and commonplace and to all the listeners Tesla has very many different ventures going on. Jump on over to her Instagram, light it on fire and get in a conversation with her and find out the things and the questions that you want to know about your life. She's here to help you. So once again, signing off, everybody have a good evening.